I really think that uh, the verdict is in. The results are in. We have evidence that says a mountain of it. It's better to teach young people about money than to not teach young people about money. Better to give them resources, to remind them, to coach them, to help as much as possible. Something we can all agree on. So helping young people with money, helping young people with life skills, helping young people with job skills, nothing but a good and positive thing. Thank you. This Wall Street Journal article I read about, which I will link in the notes, which talked about a program in San Francisco. It started in 2011, and the program is pretty simple. It opened up a, um, a, a brokerage account of some kind or a savings account. I believe it was a savings account and deposited $50 into that account. The state did on behalf of these 1,500 kindergarten students. And the results are now in years later. These kids can now start using this money for college. And on average, the amount has grown to $1,422. So not an inconsequential amount, not enough to pay for college, but it's not the idea behind the account. The idea was to begin to foster um, good habits, to begin to foster interest, to begin to um, just help with financial literacy. $1,400, that's enough to, to buy a computer, to buy an airplane ticket, to do lots of things. Um, like most things or most money, I would rather have $1,422 than not have $1,422. So just one more thing about the program. Everybody was automatically enrolled in it. Don't remember reading anything about any parents being irritated that they that um, state gave their kids 50 bucks. Um, and there were also opportunities for the kids to learn more or actually rather earn more um, if they participated, they could uh, do extra credit, different kinds of programs, and get additional deposits into the account. So it's a pretty cool thing. The article went on to talk about the challenges of the program from the parents and the students' perspective was that they just kind of forgot about it. And there was not enough awareness. There were not enough reminders. And that's a really, really tricky thing uh, because... We are awash in reminders. We are awash in in updates and whatever, emails and da, 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 da. I don't need to go any further. You appreciate and experience this every day. But that was the big thing. It's like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this thing. I should have been using it more. So what is the trick? And that is the trick. How do you help? increase awareness and get that to actually motivate action in a lot of ways that is the the relationship between financial literacy and financial wellness financial literacy is i understand how to do something i'm aware of the existence of this account and this example wellness is then i'm actually using it i'm putting more money into it i'm paying attention to it i understand how it all works and Again, I heard this years ago that we are drowning in information and starving for wisdom. So this in this San Francisco um, experiment program, 
sounds like it was just not quite enough awareness, but still on average that 50 bucks grew over the course of, you know, I guess 13, 12, 13, 12 years uh, to a pretty substantial amount of money, $1,400. So nothing to scoff at. But I can also say, and it popped into my head, well, what what difference does that make? What difference does $1,422 make? Isn't that kind of a waste of time? And talked about the relationship between financial wellness and financial literacy. Well, we have these vicious cycles, and then we have virtuous cycles. And virtuous cycles are way better than vicious cycles are. You've ever been trapped in a vicious cycle which probably many of us have, and many of us are still currently trapped in this, in these vicious cycles. That's really what this program is trying to address. It's trying to break vicious cycles of generational poverty, of just people never, literally never getting ahead. This wealth gap, a lot of that is in existence for a lot of reasons, but certainly just because we never got started with these things. I don't understand how money works. I never got started saving. I never got started investing. Well, if you can help a five-year-old, if you can help a baby, a newborn baby, or a five-year-old, or a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 20-year-old, start interacting positively with the financial system, then you create a virtuous cycle. And that's what this is all about. That's what that's what success in any endeavor is all about. It's not an inconsequential amount, so it's a waste of time or it's life is all about small bites. It's all about taking small steps. That is all that matters. You look around and you look at the statistics and something like half of Americans, whatever, can't come up with 500 bucks in case of an emergency so that you have 18 year olds with $1,400 and 1400 bucks. Well, they now have more cash than the average American does. So that's not an inconsequential thing. So that most of us are stuck in that paycheck to paycheck, no money cycle is a vicious one. So helping young people to get started off on their right foot create a virtuous cycle. That's what it's all about. And so many of us have the best of intentions to start saving more. We're going to save more tomorrow. We're going to save more next quarter. We're going to save more next year. We're finally going to get out of debt. We're going to start pursuing retirement, whatever it is. So it's all about small bites. Could you lose a hundred pounds in one swipe? No. Could you lose a pound a month? You know, how do you think you got if you happen to be 100 pounds overweight or you know somebody is 100 pounds overweight? They did not become 100 pounds overweight immediately. They probably gained a pound or two every single month, maybe three pounds a month. Well, obviously, three pounds a month is 36 pounds a year. So three years later, you are 100 pounds overweight. And you get well, you get healthy the same way you got sick, which is losing three pounds a month. And you do that three years, you just dropped 100 pounds. Well, the same thing goes with money. So if you just, instead of depositing $50 one time, if you had a new baby, congratulations to you. I hope your bundle of joy is, I hope it's all amazing. 
if you started putting 50 bucks away each month for that baby at age 18, if you were able to get a 6% rate of return, that will grow to just under $20,000, bucks. If you up that to 100 bucks a month, well, believe it or not, it's going to be twice as much. So it's going to be about $38,000. Is that meaningful? Yeah, I think that that's a meaningful amount of money. And that's just taking small bites at it. Okay. I think that there are three really key things. If you are interested in helping young people to get better at money or, and, or to create virtuous cycles for them to get them started off on the right foot. There are so many different aspects of personal finance, which you could be thinking about or talking about. And I think a lot of the time we want to go to really technical kinds of things and that's not wrong. Like natural, but you are better served. We would all be better served if we just focused on really basic behaviors. Because if we can master those basics, if we can master the fundamentals, then we are in position to be fine tuning things and to be teaching kids about the stock market and investing and help them to be really financially sophisticated. But the reality is that most of us are not really financially sophisticated. Most of us are sucking it up when it comes to personal finances. We're all broke. I was there. I speak from personal experience, credit card debt, whatever. I'm well documented that for my the majority of my 20s, I didn't pay attention to my personal finances at all. And believe it or not, that didn't work out awesome. Here are the three top things that you can apply personally in your life. But if you can help your kids to understand these things and then to actually apply them, then I think that you really set them up for long-term success. And I break it down like the Olympic medals. We have gold, silver, and bronze. If you're not familiar with that, send me an email. So gold medal of personal finance is pay yourself first. I'm not going to get too deep into it. If you can help your child when they get their first job, they start earning an income, or even before that, you can you can contribute to a child's IRA. Um, but as soon as they start earning their first money on their own, open up an IRA, and you start making contributions on a monthly basis to that IRA. If they do that at 15 years old, I can almost guarantee a successful retirement. Do it at 25, it can almost guarantee a successful retirement. So once you once you get or go to work at a job that offers a 401k, enroll in the 401k. So before the money goes to anybody else, you fund your financial priorities. That's what it means to pay yourself first. So set up automatic contributions to a financial account, a retirement account, and have that money go in to that account the first of every month. Um, there are great calculators, which I will link in the co- in, in the notes of the show to help you figure out, well, geez, how much, if I did start saving 500 bucks a month, what would that look like? Well, it would work out to be a lot of money and you ought to do that. So teach your kids how to start putting money away for themselves immediately. Silver metal is stay out of debt. Debt crushes us. It, it it's It's the worst, particularly credit card debt. It is the most nefarious kind of debt. Interest rates are at least 20% in the majority of credit cards out there. So it smashes us. It just crushes us. It keeps us from pursuing things that we really want. It keeps us in dead-end jobs because we're just stuck servicing debt. The Bible tells us that the borrower is slave to the lender. That's what it is. We just get stuck. 
It limits our decision-making. It crushes our hopes and dreams. If you've not been there, just take my word for it. If you've been there, do everything you can to get out of credit card debt and help your kids to never get into credit card debt in the first place. Number three, the bronze medal of personal finance is to diversify. Take a diversified approach to your saving and investing. So no matter how good a company is, I don't want you to put all your money into it. No matter how excited you are about Dogecoin, do not put all of your money into it. Take a more diversified approach to your investing. A perfect way to diversify your investing approach is to invest in the S&P 500 exchange traded fund or ETF. I will also link an example of this, the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF in the notes as well. And what that allows you to do, instead of buying one share of Apple, albeit a wonderful company, you can buy one share of the S&P 500 ETF exchange traded fund and own a piece of the 500 biggest companies in the stock market. That's awesome and amazing diversification. Well, that must be really expensive. No, it's literally just about free. Uh, the expense ratio or how much this investment costs you to own is 0.03%. So a percentage point, 1% is made up of 100 basis points, just like $1 is made up of 100 pennies. So 0.03% is three cents. It's three basis points out of 100 basis points that make up a percent. So it's not zero, but it's almost free. If you had a hundred thousand, um, I think you get the idea. It's it's wild how um, how inexpensive investing has become for us. And you have the opportunity to uh, take advantage of this wonderful diversified investment for just about free. And if you're curious how it's performed since 2010, the website tells me that it's gotten over or it's gotten a 421% rate of return since 2010. That's not the end of the world. If you got that over the next 10 years, you would put every penny that you ever earned into that investment. So obviously we don't know what the stock market's going to do. That's just what the past returns have been. Anyway, so pay yourself first, stay out of debt, take a diversified approach and um, you are right to be checking out this video because you want to help children become more financially literate. Maybe they're your kids. Maybe you are volunteering with young people and you're interested in just helping to create these virtuous cycles and break vicious cycles, whatever it is. That's awesome. And I commend San Francisco for taking these steps and for setting up these accounts. And I think that there are so many different organizations, companies, um, cities and towns and schools that want to help people. And it's just an amazing thing. And there's so many more opportunities. And um, I, we, but fundamentally, we just need more people out there sharing wisdom as opposed to just spouting off information. Because again, the big criticism or regret or one of the challenges from the article, just talking about how we sort of forgot about it. We wish that we would have been reminded or had greater awareness of these accounts to take advantage of it. 
who's to say, who's to say, um, at some level, all you can do is position people for success and then you let the chips fall where they may. But when it comes to kids and particularly if they're your kids, you have a lot more influence over them than you will once they are an adult. So doing your best to create good, positive habits and behaviors, ASAP, it's one of the most wonderful things you can do for a young person. So appreciate the time. Do your part by doing your best.